I'm back for another What's Good episode. I'm here with R&B singer and songwriter Young Roe. Now, Young Roe, this segment is called What's Good, so I got to ask, what's good with you? How you doing? How's your mental health? Man, everything is good. Like, getting back to normal somewhat. I had some bumps in the road, but, like, now I'm, you know, I'm picking everything back up. Got a lot of major things about to pop. Yes. Now, how did you even handle the pandemic? I know we were talking briefly earlier. You are in Texas and you know, they ain't really shut down, right? They were just still no. going like it wasn't even COVID. Man, like, they, they shut down. They The only thing they shut down was churches. Like, literally, like, churches and maybe somewhere the clubs. But down here, a lot of people just put their own thing together, and everybody really just was breaking the rules, you might as well say. And we call it a pandemic, you know, because everybody was still making money. A lot of people <laughs> out here, a lot of people out here, you know, they put their own businesses and things together. So, like, you know, it wasn't really stopping too much or nothing. Right. Now, your name, Young Ro, how did you even get that stage name? I'm curious. Um, it's a legendary artist out here by the name of Zero. And um, growing up, that's all that I listened to. And so people, they, and like, I used to love the way that he rapped. So he rapped about pain and all different types of stuff. So I used to pick up that kind of like, just, you know, like, I'm not going to say his same cadence because I had my own sound. I had did my own thing, but it was just like, I would right. rap about pain, like how Zero did. And so people would be like, man, you little Young Ro, a little Young Zero. So I, I just went with Young Ro. Yeah. Oh, that's catchy. So take me back to when you actually decide, you know what? I actually got a voice on me. Like, I can actually do this music thing. Like, when did you actually find out? Uh, my grandmother's a pastor, so we grew up in the church. Like, the whole the whole family sing. So, I swear, um, everybody on this segment grew up in the black church. Like, literally. We should start giving really? a commission, right? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we should start giving black churches commission for birthing all these songs. I'm trying to tell you, because, like, like, I didn't, I didn't even know I had, like, a gift because, like, I just thought it was normal because my whole family sung. And then one day, like, um, I was getting a ride. I was getting a ride back to uh, going to school early in the morning. My mom was in the front seat. My aunt was in the front seat. I'm in the back seat. And that song, um, every time I see your face, it makes me want to sing. That came on at Rome. That's what it was. That Rome came on. And um, I started singing it. My mom and my auntie looked back like, boy, like, sing that again. And then, like, that's when I realized I could hold a note. And so, um... So next thing you know, like as I'm growing up, I'm loving like doing music and stuff like that. I'm 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 enjoying everything that I'm like hearing, and I just wanted to just keep pushing and keep going with it. And right. I didn't get serious until about four or five years ago. That's when I got my first feature. And when I got my first feature, like the world's reaction, the numbers, how they grew, I got addicted to it. And so I just kept pushing and start dropping more songs, more songs, and then I became, you know, the legendary young rope. What you just so you kind of like kind of knew at this, huh? No, like I like no, I did. I was doing music, like I was always recording and stuff, but I, I didn't right. get serious and think it's like start thinking business, business. Like I was singing from like thirteen, making songs like through high school, going to the studio, right. doing stuff like that. But whenever the investment part came in, that's when it got serious. That's when it started getting real, and I, I really start taking my craft like to the next level. I didn't know nothing about you know contracts. I didn't know nothing about right. you know. BDS and, you know, uh, ASCAP, BMI, tax IDs, LLCs and things like that. And so what I, so when I started like investing 5,000 over here, 10,000 over here all at one time, that's a lot of damn money. You know what I'm saying? So you're trying to get the best that you can out of it. 
I love that you say invest your money because are you know a lot of people don't really understand how important invest. You got to invest in yourself in order right. for you to make it. Sometimes now, how did you like use your investment to like invest in yourself? That you like, you know, take that money and you know hire PR. Or, you know, did you know that's one thing. I never, I never ever in life used marketing yet. I know I don't reach millions of views over 250,000 over here, 100,000 over here. I did everything organically. I had like a tactic. And so whenever you, when you actually take your money and you, if you sit down and you put up, I'll be trying to tell these artists, you got to come up with a tactic, something that's going to catch people's attention, something that's going to catch people's eyes. So mm-hmm. what I did was, it was just like, I didn't know nothing about marketing. All I knew was like, man, I'm trying to put something in pe- these people's face. So what mm-hmm. I did was my first feature cost me like $6,000, like six to I would say about six to eight thousand dollars. I went and got Kurt Cobain's, and that was um, that was the feature and the video all together came up to like eight thousand dollars. So I dropped the whole bag, shot the video with uh, someone that I knew had great quality, like great quality, and also had a name. Uh, shout out Cornelius Beats. Cornelius Beats is the guy that put Mo Three on. You know what I'm saying? When it came to videos, he was shooting uh, Mo Three's videos for free and stuff like that, and was actually getting Mo Three to the next you know next level. So I started shooting my videos with him. And so once I got the video, now it came down to my tactic. I was like, okay, now I got this product in my hand. How can mm-hmm. I do it? I'm, I'm from the streets. You know what I'm saying? You got to have some crack in order to distribute. You know what I'm saying? So my, right. song, was, my song was the crack. So right. I was just like, hmm, now I need customers. Who am I trying to sell this crack to? And it was the females. So mm-hmm. I didn't give a damn if they was fat, skinny, purple, green, blue, whatever. Right. I was flirting with girls until they started liking me, and then I would <laughs> I would shoot them the song. Man, that's what I do. That's what I got. Boom. And so I'll make them do videos to it. And guess what? Whenever a female hop in the car with their homegirls, if they messing with a dude or they liking on a dude, they gonna be like, "Girl, turn my dude stuff on." So you know, right. females they they run in groups of twelve at at a time sometimes. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying. So the music just started like spreading like a wildfire, and the music that I was creating it wasn't trash and it was something different. I, I had brought back that '90s flow, that '90s yeah. R and that '90s R and B, and that's what people started getting attracted to. So, um, next thing I wanted to do, I wanted to capture the streets. So I started connecting with people like Mo Three. That's like my my bro. Like we we started off together, like before his fame, everything. And so, like I just started like traveling a little bit and meeting meet new um, promoters and beat makers, anybody that I can connect with. You always got to keep people in your cell phone, like keep those numbers on hand because you never know who you're going to need. Anytime somebody walk up and speak to you, talk to you, make sure that you keep that number on hand because in this game, everyone needs somebody. Exactly. Now, you are from Texas. I hear that accent of yours. Yeah, we both got an accent. (laughs) accent. accent. Now, how did Texas even influence your style? Because I feel like Texas got a different type of style where, like, can't nobody mimic it. Like, I feel like people can easily mimic people from Atlanta, but I feel like when you're from Texas, like, that's y'all style, that's y'all yeah, swag. Yeah, we got we to, gotta, we slowed up down here. You know what I'm saying? The whole world moved faster than us. Mm-hmm. Y'all get, like, California, Atlanta, y'all get shoes before, y'all get shoes six, seven, eight months before we ever get it. Y'all get, y'all get, you know, music before we get it. You know what I'm saying? Really? And that's how we, yeah, y'all get, y'all get the music before, like, now, well, with today's era, like, well, today's era, the internet is a bad mo- mofo. I don't know if I can cuss on here or nothing like that, but... Oh, yeah, you know so- <laughs> yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? The internet is a bad motherfucker. So, like, now the world is caught up. But back then, growing up in the DJ Screw era, like, we, we got songs late. So, you know, DJ Screw would slow things down. He would slow it down, and we, we rode slow. When we drive, we, ain't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't buy fast cars. 
We buy we buy old Cadillacs, we buy Buicks, we buy things like that, and we slab them out. We call it slab, slow, loud, and banging. So what? we slab them, yeah, slow, loud, and banging. We call them slabs. We don't call them cars. We call them slabs. Like hey, yeah. Right, yeah, so, you know, like, Texas got the hardest bang in the trunk. You know what I'm saying? We ride on swings. You know, a lot of people don't know what that means. You know what you know what swings is? No. Nah. Swings is... um. They're like oversized, they, they like oh they rims they like oversized Dayton's they poke they they hang out you know you know man twenty inches they hang out like twenty inches. I ain't seen no cars like that since I was like probably like you know like that two thousand eight that two thousand nine Listen to it until I fall asleep, wake up listening to it. So it's just like it's embedded in me. 
because like mm-hmm. I feel like I, like the music that I make, I feel like it's hypnotizing. Like I don't know if you got the list to all, any of my songs. Have you got the list? Yes, to I can. I love that song with Yellow Beans. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think a lot of ladies like that. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they grasped that one. Yeah, so I got some, I got some major stuff that I'm getting ready to drop. Me and T Real, I don't know if you know T Real, hmm. big boy T Real. I just wanna pour another drink with my dog. And then he got the big, the big, the dude with the night hat. Oh, like last year go by, right? Huh? He had a song last year to go by, go by, right? Yeah, a lot of his music. Yeah, big dude. You know, he got the Long Live Mo3 song. He got the... Oh, uh, listen, listen, that's what I keep a laptop over here for. Oh, we gonna find out who T-Rail is. Yeah, T-Rail, man. Shout out my boy T-Rail. Yeah, we getting ready to shoot our music video. Oh, and then next month, next, month I'm, next month, I'm looking forward to shoot my music video with Boosie. Me and him, we got a song called Happy Weather. Okay, that's the song. Is that a new song with Boosie? That's the same song. No, it's the same song. That's the only, it's the, uh, only one I did with him, but we just never shot the video. So, and that's another thing. I be trying to tell artists, just because you made a song two, three years ago, if you don't have, I give, I tell people, if you don't got a billion views on it, that means the world hasn't heard it. Keep pushing right. it. Keep pushing it. Keep pushing it. Revamp it. Do whatever you can to make the song pop. You have to actually step behind a track because you got to look look at, uh, what's his damn name? Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap, um, Trap Queen. That song was three to four years old before it blew up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm trying to tell question too. Uh-huh. Oh, this is curious. This is a debate. Do you think that it's good for artists to constantly put out music, or do you think it's you know they should take their time with it? In today's era, it's good to stay consistent. I would say drop a song at least every two weeks to once a once a month. Thank you. Like it makes no sense. I seen an entire debate about this. They was like, oh. You know, I'm real big on people. Like, if you ain't put out a song since 2019, you want to be on my show. How do I know you take your craft serious? Like, yeah. okay, I know you're waiting yeah, you waiting on that care. song to pop, but you still need to be consistent. It's, I consistent feel like it's kind because, of like practice, right? Yeah, it's it's like this. It's like it's like this. It's like um, just because you fool, like say, friends, you eating. Mm-hmm. Just because you got <laughs> full, don't mean that you're gonna be full for a lifetime. You still gotta wake up in the morning and eat. You still got to mm-hmm. eat lunch. You still, eat, but you, there's space in between it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta, you, people got to understand that people want to see that you can still be working. They might not like that song. You might mm-hmm. do something over here. They might grab this audience. You know what I'm saying? So the more that you drop, you're giving a chance for something that you're actually like. Say for you can be pushing a track, and that shit might not be hitting on nothing. But right. something that you just toss out there just to keep them fed, that might be the one they take off, and you might not have to do no marketing behind it because it might just be a hit. You know, exactly. so you got to stay consistently dropping something, putting something out there and just showing people that you are still working, that you're breathing, that you're OK. Mm-hmm. And then I also tell people like these days, you got to start relating to people, make music that people can relate to, that people can feel good to. And mm-hmm. and stop just sticking to one damn error. Like if you're a trap, trap nigga, that's cool and all. But make yes, something for the women. Make you something for the women. I swear. Like I have a homie and he's been on my show. He just did a song with a rock band. He's a rapper. And that shit is fire. That shit got 10,000 views in just like 10 hours. Like just from collaborating with other dope artists and just stepping out your side your niche. You know, I think that's yeah. so dope for us to come together. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. come on. That's why you are doing so well that you are now now. Tell me about this collab with Soldier Boy uh, for the song called Hashtag. Like, how did that even come about? Man, okay, that song, uh, okay, back in 2000, it was at, I was at a heat wave, and um, I ended up linking up with some people that was cool with Soldier Boy. Me and Soldier Boy actually had, like, I don't even know if you remember, uh, a confrontation. It was like a little small little confrontation at a Texas heat wave. 
backstage. But um, the shit got resolved or whatever. And then later on, I ended up bumping into like a homie that was still rocking with him. In 2013, I was doing a show with Mo3 called Rep Your City, a TV show. And um, we ended up linking through email and the song got sent to me. He was just like, hey, jump on this song with Soldier Boy. I never did it, never touched it. That's in 2013. And I just so happened to go through my email and find the damn song. Like I went all the way back to like just listening to stuff that I did like as a kid. And do you know what I'm saying? And when I seen it, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, let me just play with this track. So when I when I redid the track and stuff like that, sent it out. And do like just put it out. No. Mm-hmm. Can you see me? Now I can. OK. Come on, let's go. Okay, yeah, you, you can you can keep going. I'm trying to keep up with the okay. times. Like, which part to edit out? <laughs> okay, yeah, it happened, I just keep on talking, so I can know where to edit yeah. it out. At. Yeah, so basically, I went back and I went and got the um, went revamped the track, and I put it out and like just to see what it would do. And I still haven't pushed it yet, so it doesn't have really have like no like major views or anything on it because I have not done anything that I wanted to do with it yet. Wow. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm fly out to California. I'm gonna link up with Soldier. We're gonna shoot the video. And then I'm going to re-pull it off the internet and drop the audio, and I'm going to uh, drop the video at the same time. Oh, that's dope. Like, that's really, really dope. Like, so speaking of Soulja Boy, so you know, there's always, Soulja Boy is always going to be the type of person to tell everybody he did it first. Now, with you being an R&B singer, I want to get your opinion. Who do you think the king of R&B is, and who do you think the prince of R&B is? Yeah, uh, I, just, um, I just went viral on the internet not too long ago. Um, I would say, like, last month. Um, Jacquees, he thinks he's the king of R&B, but, you know, shout out my boy Jacquees, but he, he not fucking with me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I would say the king of R&B would have to be between, I would say, R. Kelly, and I would have to give it to... I'm rocking with Tank, too, man. I'm rocking with Tank as well. I love Tank. Tank is like, he's an epic. He's not an artist. Like, he's a songwriter. Like, nobody's... You know what? People really be leaving Tank out these conversations. I thought you were going to say Chris Brown. How you doing? Uh, table before. Right. Okay. All right, thank you. I'm sorry about that. I was up there. I'm getting ready to uh, have a meeting with somebody here at Papa Do's, so my bad. I'm sorry. Uh, can you, can you yeah, hear me? Okay. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm messing up the interview. Like, um, I have a meeting with um with this club club promoter and stuff like club owner and stuff like that. So we over here, Papa Do's, about to sit down and get it in. But um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like R. Kelly and Tank is between them. Okay. And who would you think the prince is? That'll be me. <laughs> I knew you was gonna say that. That's why I threw that. That'll in be there. me. I call myself a young brother prince. Right, that's why I threw that in there because I knew you was gonna say that. Now, um, I know you. Your last body of work was Player Rules, so we're gonna have a little fun, real quick, and get to know you. I'm gonna ask you a few scenarios, and you finish it up for me, okay? Now, okay. once I say the scenario, you let me know if that's player or if it's not player, okay? Okay. Okay. So the first one is fifty-fifty relationships. I couldn't hear you. Fifty-fifty relationships. You said 50 minute relationships. No, 50 50 relationships. You know, 50 50 relationships where everybody oh, goes. Okay, 50 50 relationships. Okay. 50 mm-hmm. 50 relationships. I believe in it, but me as a man, I feel 
that I should be the one, you know, taking care of everything. Now, I feel like my woman should be stacking her bread just in case anything happens and I fall. Okay. All right. You know Next, crying in front of your homies. Is that a player? Oh, hell yes, player. Man, you're a real man. I did it plenty of times. Right. That's, that's going to show you who really did it for you. Next one, tatting a woman's kids on your body that you just started dating. So you dating a girl and she got kids and you get that's the foolish. kids. That's foolish. <laughs> I, 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 would like you, I would feel like you. Huh? That's a little creepy, ain't it? Yeah, I, I can't. I can't get nobody's kids tatted on me, and I just met her. You know what I'm saying? That'll be like that's just. Yeah. I don't know. That's absurd. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even tell yeah, you. That, that's a little weird. I threw that in there because Kanye and Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian, and Pete Davidson, and have the kids name tatted on his neck. So I put it in there just to see what another man thinks. Next, um, making it making it out the hood and moving. I couldn't hear that last part. You started breaking up. Moving out the hood. Moving out the hood. I think that's everyone's dream. I feel like you should you should step you should step out of that element because all it does is bring you down. It right. does. Like, and I'm I'm actually going through it. I'm actually you know going through it right now. Mm. Now everybody needs support and stuff like that. How's the support being with your family and friends in your city? Has everybody been supporting you? Uh, no, man. I get all my love like really from like out of out of like out of my city. Like everyone in like where I'm from, it's like it's crab in a bucket. I don't have none of my homies come to my shows and like that. I have real die diehard fans that come to my shows and that you know they actually support what I got going on. So to me, I took them in as family. So that. Mm, okay, yeah, I see why that makes sense why you want to um, leave now because whenever you start feeling like that, you know it's time to go. <laughs> exactly. Now, what do you have um, coming up next for the rest of 2022? Any new music projects that you're working on? Yes, I got a, um, I got a, I got a track with DJ Chose that I'm getting ready to drop uh, real soon. It's called Sometimes. I got the video with T-Rail that we dropped in the music video with Little Boosie. Also, I have a track with CJ Casino, big CJ Casino. He's real big out in the Dallas area. He's like, you know, he's like a Texas legend as well. So, like, um, I have a lot of, I have a lot of music really coming out. So, I'm getting ready to attack the rest of these quarters, like crazy. Right. Well, it was so dope talking to you, Young Roll. I can't wait to hear this new project that you got coming out. I know you got the video with Lil Boosie coming out, right? We get to spend that next. Yeah, that's that's when I'm dropping next. Uh, either that one or my song with T-Rail. Hey.